Hello, this is Emmanuel Obomnaya. When we started the teaching on dead works, I pointed out that one can see the elementary teachings listed in Hebrews chapter 6 as a set of five topics or as a set of six topics. So, there are two routes that one can follow when it comes to teaching these basics listed in Hebrews chapter 6. I started off teaching on the elementary principles taking the first route. In today's conversation, however, I will take the other route in teaching on the basic topics listed in Hebrews chapter 6. This is very important because whether we address them as a set of five topics or we address them as a set of six topics, the things to be taught on dead works from both angles are necessary truths that every believer ought to understand and embrace. You see, there are only two places in the entire Bible where we find the expression dead works being used. One appears here in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, and the other appears in Hebrews 9.14. What we're doing today is to extract the meaning of the expression as it's used in Hebrews 9.14, and then we apply that meaning to the explanation of repentance from dead works stated in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. To Hebrews 9.14, it says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? To purge is to cleanse. So dead works here are things that need to be gotten rid of from the conscience. So here in Hebrews 9.14, the writer is making a comparison. He's talking about a blood that is inferior and another blood that is superior. Then he speaks of the extent to which these two bloods are effective. One is the blood of animals and the other is the blood of Jesus Christ. In the 13th verse, he spoke of how the blood of goats and oxen and the ashes from the burning of a young cow were used to make the people qualified to appear again before God. As we see in Leviticus chapter 16 and Numbers chapter 19, the blood was sprinkled in the place of worship and the ashes from the young cow which was burnt was sprinkled on the bodies of the people. After completing these rites, the people were once again considered clean and could be admitted into the place of worship. Although after these were done, the people were declared ceremonially clean, peace and a clean conscience could not come from those ceremonial rituals. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 to 3 tells us that there was perpetual guilt in the hearts of the worshippers as long as those sacrifices were done repeatedly. We are told that the reason is because it's not possible for the blood of animals to take away the sins of humans. Hebrews 9.14 is showing us that the blood of Jesus is superior to that of animals and that it has a deep and far-reaching effect on us in the ability to purge our consciences from dead works. Obviously, dead works as used here clearly means sins. So that's the gist of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14. It therefore means that it's in order if we read the first elementary topic mentioned in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 as repentance from sins. God wants us as his children to repent from those things that ruin our conscience. Listen to what Paul said, Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. Here's Paul speaking about himself. He says, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Paul said he always ensured that his conscience was clear before God and before men. So what exactly is repentance? John the Baptist was the first to use the word repentance in the New Testament. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 8 and Luke 3 and verse 8, he asked the multitudes that came for his meetings, 
to produce fruits consistent with repentance. He was telling the people in essence, let your change of heart be seen in the things you do. Repentance means that your actions prove that your heart has indeed been changed by God. It's an internal change that is proven by the external changes people can see and attest to. Listen closely to what Paul says here. He said this was what he kept doing after Jesus appeared to him from heaven. Acts chapter 26 verse 19 to 20. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. So you see, King Agrippa, I have not been disobedient to what was revealed to me from heaven. For it was in Damascus that I first declared the truth. And then I went to Jerusalem and throughout our nation and even to other nations, telling people everywhere that they must repent and turn to God and demonstrate it with a changed life. Paul said he told people everywhere that they must repent and turn to God. Not only that, he said the repentance had to be demonstrated with a changed life. Acts chapter 19 verse 18 to 20, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, Many believers publicly confessed their sins and disclosed their secrets. Large numbers of those who had been practicing magic took all their books and scrolls of spells and incantations and publicly burned them. When the value of all the books and scrolls was calculated, it all came to several million dollars. The power of God caused the word to spread and the people were greatly impacted. When the word of God really impacts the life of a believer, this kind of repentance will occur, which will produce changes on the outside. I'm out of time on this one, but God willing, we'll pick it up from here in our next conversation.